0: You're all listening to Dom's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team. The Osterdum Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. Mate, uh, another loss. Uh, we're Not without um, giving a, a real good crack, uh, but unfortunately we was just too easily scored against, uh, especially in that second half.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, you know, when they kick 13 goals, two against you in the second half, I think it was... Um... Certainly makes things uh, pretty difficult. But, look, we did give it a crack. Um, And I think, yeah, there was a few guys who had um, pretty good games. Obviously, there were still a lot of passengers. uh, But, uh, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, we weren't expecting... um, like huge things this season. I think the season overall has been uh, like pretty good from a for a Bombers uh, fan sort of things. Um, given our lackluster performances in recent years, um, so at least in these games we're, we're giving it a shake. I guess our next phase of development is, uh, I suppose, having more composure and um, yeah, being able to use the, the ball better to show a bit of polish with it because that's I suppose that area of the game where we uh, it's got opened up on on turnovers in that second half. I think they kicked seven goals from turnovers in that second half, uh, if I'm not wrong. But uh, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, we uh, we got close, but no cigar.
0: Yeah, I think it was just the ease of the goals. Um, you know, we, we did make a number of errors. Um, pretty, uh, yeah. Almost comedic errors, you know, like mm. you know, a handball that would went uh, not directly to the player, or you know, a, a handball yeah, the back or, of their feet, yeah, all that kind of stuff, and um, you yeah, know, just got to be much more tidier than that, um, especially against some of these good teams. But uh, notwithstanding that, you know, to get within seven points, um, you know, and really, one of our things that we're really trying to find is. A big key forward. I know Peter Wright's been doing his job, mate, but we just need that commanding presence. And um, we saw Hooker drop during the week. um, And uh, I don't think Francis is the man to replace him as a key forward. He can certainly take a mark. But, um, yeah, he's not going to be that presence that you need to put uh, a bit of pressure on the defence. He's not. Like, I think
1: think he's got the tools to do it. But, uh, I don't know, he just didn't look... Settled down there at all? I mean, when he was playing as a forward, he uh, like he dropped marks that he'd gobble up every single day of the week. Uh, but yeah, you know, as soon as he got away from that forward line and went in, like whether it was when he went to the wing or um, anything like that, he was taking like he took a huge mark on the wing, um just like a full. Uh, at full stretch, like at, at the highest point, kind of thing, you think, "Geez, you know, how can he drop the one that goes straight to his bread basket?" But he he uh, takes those ones. So, yeah, I'm not sure if it's maybe one of those cases of, uh, you yeah, know, when we tried to make Michael Hurley be the forward, mate. Um, he can absolutely do it, but maybe that's just not his preferred position. Doesn't want to play that that role. Um, but in any case, we we definitely do need uh, some. Someone up forward, a bit of a focal point, um, because to then bring the ball to ground for our smalls to do the work. Because uh, not only did we not have, um, uh, you know, that commanding presence up forward, but uh, you know, I thought largely our small forwards, um, yeah, didn't provide. Uh, I suppose the the goal power that they're they're capable of. Obviously, got a couple through Dev and um, Tipper. Tipper got the one. Could have had a chances a couple more, but I think yeah, certainly the opportunity to, for for us to get a bit more scoring power
0: there, but just wasn't to be on the day. Uh, we just couldn't bring it to ground. I didn't think. I, I thought they really controlled. Um, you know, when we the way we uh, transferred the ball into our forward line, um, they always looked pretty assured down there. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't bring it to ground to get those uh, small forward pressure, and again, Tipper again looked short of a gallop for some reason and um yeah you know, it's, it's just healthy. yeah another low possession game for him and um you know the club continues to play him. um so you know they, they used to say if you cross the white line mate you're declared fit yeah but um something does something looks amiss you know he just doesn't seem to have the same energy um and you wonder if he is carrying an injury and if he is uh yeah, it'd be pretty disappointing uh, the club putting him in that position because um, you know the last three weeks, mate, he's averaged five disposals. Yeah, well, that's the thing.
1: I mean, because um, obviously we talk about him having this games record and that's great, but you know it, we need him for his performances on the field, not um, holding records for continuous um, games played. So um, I'm hoping they manage him uh, now that. I reckon now, um, their run for the finals is is pretty short. Um, you know, I think you know, now's the time where we need to assess okay, this is where we're at. Um, we need our guys all fit for the start of uh pre season in uh, November. Um, so I think if anyone's carrying injuries and stuff like that now, maybe now's the time to put the queue in the rack. Uh, personally, or at least to to give the blokes a week a week rest because uh, putting them out there when they're underdone
0: uh, doesn't do anyone any favours for mine. Yeah, well, I've done a few ladder predictors, mate. And um, even, uh, funny enough, say we got beaten by the dogs but we win our last two against Gold Coast and Collingwood. Mm. Uh, there is a way that we can still make the finals just by winning two of our last three. <laughs> um, but obviously that's because a lot of these teams are playing... Uh, teams around the mark, or teams much higher on the ladder. Mm. Um, so we are, yeah, you know, still uh, in the race. And but uh, obviously the injuries throughout the week, mate. We've heard that um, Dyson Hipple's uh, got a broken thumb, mm. um, and we heard that Kyle Langford's redone that hamstring mm. uh, that he just returned from. So he's out for another three. And then on top of that, um, you know, Jaden Laverty who. You know, battled through like an Ironman, mate. Right? He, mm. he really took one for the team. Um, yeah, but gee, the way he's holding his shoulder, there must be some doubt, you know, for him to play next week. Um, on a player like Aaron Norton or you know, someone like that,
1: yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, he seemed to come off quite a few times to, to get that shoulder looked at, almost looked like it was taped on at, at times. Um, but he, as you said, mate, he battled through. He played his role for the team, uh, and what a role it was to uh, to keep Buddy turning a couple of goals. I thought he uh, played outstanding. But um, yeah, I mean, and this is the thing: if uh, like against the Dogs, yeah, you'd hope they go on the side of, um, of of caution and reality by resting um, like a Liberti, Um not trying to make him push through when the odds of us winning. Uh, That game, even at a full strength side, um, pretty pretty minimal, I'd have to say. Um, So, uh, I I personally don't think it's worth rolling the dice on and him him sort of exacerbating that injury. Uh, At least give him a week to freshen up or whatever it is. But um, I think at this stage of the season, we don't be taking risks with our blokes because the worst thing you'd you'd want is uh, for him to uh, to cop something where. You know he then wouldn't be able to return until halfway through or even at the end of our pre season, uh, going into the 2022 campaign.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, mate, why don't we get into the game itself? Um, and again, it was a bit like the week before where you know, the first half, um, we'll start in the first quarter, of course, but um, first half again, we had that couple of goal lead, and um, you know, we just didn't um. Be able to, yeah we, we actually kept them well controlled in the first half I thought in terms of their scoring power yep. um, we saw a big change in the second half but um yeah how did you see the start of the game right? yeah I mean the, the game started slightly scrappy for mine um, like
1: each side had turns at moving the ball from uh, one end to the other but no one was able to move it inside 50 very well uh, and that was before heppel hit stringer beautifully about 40 meters out. Almost right on the boundary there, and Stringer went back to kick the goal uh, and put us on the scoreboard early on.
0: Yeah, um, a nice call from uh, Jakey. It wasn't a gimme, that's for sure. And um, he's been pretty good in a set shot, uh, Jake, this year, I thought. And um, yeah, he's pretty reliable. Um, it wasn't long after that when we got our second goal, mate.
1: Yeah, it was It was good. I mean, uh, we got an entry. and. Uh, Shield dropped the mark, uh, but uh, you know, he mopped it up uh, and then delivered to Parrish. He passed to Merritt, who hit Langford about 30, 35 metres out directly in front. And Langford kicked it beautifully to have us two goals up early in the
0: game. Always pleasing to see us start well. Um, yeah, you know, Sydney are a good side. And, you know, there's one player I dislike, mate. It's uh, Tom Papley. And he was the one who would. Uh, yeah, did a response for the Swans.
1: Yeah, he would, mate. Uh, you know, Kennedy just ripped it out of the middle and delivered a really clever kick to Papley just inside 50. and He, of course, slotted Sydney's first. And, uh, you know, Merritt then had a surging forward again with a clean kick to Dylan Clark almost on the flank there. and He kicked an inside 50 to the pocket pocket where uh, Draper was able to mark. Uh, but his shot for goal was, was wayward. A uh, bit of a trend for for Draper. Um, and then we then had another opportunity to get it forward when Dylan Scheel kicked it off his right peg, uh, but it just went straight to the Sydney defender. Um, it wasn't a great choice in any case. It was, you know, I thought it, at best, it was a marking contest between Tipper and uh, I think it was, what's his name? George, uh, George, uh, uh, George uh, Hewitt. Yeah, That's it. Hewitt, um, mm. uh, which would never favor Tipper. Um and then from that ball, Sydney worked it up their end and Franklin took a mark and had a shot for goal, but fortunately he missed on that occasion. Um, we then had another real opportunity when Tipper intercepted the footy at half, f- half forward and uh, Dylan Clark looked for a pass over the top, but Tipper handballed to Clark's bootlaces uh, and we ended up coughing up the footy when really we should have been waltzing into an open goal.
0: Yeah, that was a real frustrating one. You know, we... Um, and, you know, off Tipper as well because um, he's one of the best users of the footy as we know, mate, even by hand or foot. Mm. And, um yeah, it was uncharacteristic, uh, that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, they took it down the other end and they got a goal out of that. Yeah, well, the frustrating thing about that was, um, you know, Lance Franklin
1: took that mark on the wing there uh, and after La crashed into him only, like, only just after he took that mark, a uh, fifty-meter penalty was paid, um, and it's a big penalty because it brought Franklin into firing distance of the goals, and he, of course, put it through to have scores
0: level with just over five minutes to go in the quarter. Yeah, and that was a rubbish uh, fifty-meter mate. Parrish got there you know, probably a millisecond after the you know, like, oh, yeah, Laverde, Verdi oh, yeah. here. Oh, sorry, yeah, had taken the mark. You know. It was, um, I thought it was pretty uh, a charity gift by the umpire. Yeah, definitely. And so then, the, the
1: AFL wants him to get close to that 1,000 mark. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, we did get the, the next goal um, after Cox had a run down the wing and kicked it to a contest, which was eventually mopped up by Stringer, who had a cheeky shot for goal from the boundary, I reckon. But uh, Dev Smith marked it smartly right near the goal square and he went around to
0: slot it on his left um yeah, we we were winning the clearances, uh especially in that first quarter, mate, and uh we saw Dylan Shield rush forward and probably had a chance to kick a goal. Yeah, probably we'd like to see him kick those ones.
1: Mm, yep. Yeah, I
0: mean he
1: went the snap, but unfortunately missed it. Um and it was it was actually a nice pickup um by Durham. Uh he passed to Shield? Like I thought, he, he played quite a solid game. Durham, um, and then after that, we threatened again when Dev Smith took a mark just outside fifty, and he decided to take the game on himself and faked the man on the mark to gain a few extra meters. But uh, his shot was wayward, and you thought, oh, I reckon he should have uh, should have passed that one off. But uh, what do you do? But down the other end, Redmond got pinged in a tackle. Uh, but Wix's shot for goal for Sydney was uh, was shallow and didn't trouble the scorers, and uh, we ended up finishing that quarter up by eight points. Three goals,
0: 3-21, to the Swans, two goals, 1-13. Yeah, um, I thought we could have started a little bit better, mate. We had a, had a few more opportunities, and um, you know I think when we really hit our straps, mate, we'll make the most of those, and you know, that eight-point lead will turn into you know, three or four goals, and that's the kind of dominance that we kind of want to see um, really take the most of our opportunities. Mm. Um, a really frustrating start to the second term, mate. But, you know, it felt within like, well, oh, less than a minute and they were on the board for Sam Reid.
1: Yeah, it was frustrating because, uh, you know, Stuart gave away that free-to-read in the goal square because uh, he was holding him. And I could really, there wasn't really the need for it um and to give away a, a free right in the goal square um yeah the the result is always going to be a goal um and so and so it was uh but then there was a nice bit of play where parish hit stringer in the middle of the ground and stringer pumped it along to francis in the pocket so while francis wasn't able to market he was paid the free for front on contact but from only 20 meters out mate albeit on a bit of an angle uh he wasn't able to convert and of course, when that happens, uh, the Swans took it down their end with Hickey marking it about forty meters out on a fair angle, and he uh, he swallowed it, uh, slotted it for the Swans
0: to take the lead. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like you know, we yeah, Aaron Francis, you'd back him in to kick that twenty meters out, and Hickey, you'd take good odds for him to kick that kind of goal. You know, like it was it wasn't an easy kick by any imagination, and um. Mm. Yeah, for him to slot that, you know, that's the old Murphy's law, mate. (laughs) Um, Yeah, really frustrating to watch um, after, you know, it feels like a two-goal turnaround. Yeah,
1: and it sort of kept on being a bit frustrating like that. Like the next entry, um, you know, Francis dropped a mark he really should have taken from a Ridley kick. Uh, But unfortunately, you know, even though we had that entry, we weren't able to get anything more than a... Another rush behind. Uh, Papley down there and had a running shot for goal but missed. Uh, we then went end to end to end with Merritt running through the middle of the ground and passing it nicely over the top to stringer who handballed it to Langford at the top of the square. And while it was a bit fumbly, mate, uh, he was able to put it through to put us back in front.
0: Yeah, that wasn't an easy ball to pick up um, under pressure for Langford. And um, it was really good how he just yeah he made it look nonchalant. Yeah, you know, just... Mm. Picked it up like it was, you know, cherry picking, mate. But um, yeah, it was certainly. You know, I could see how, you know, in, in the old Essington days, mate. Um, <laughs> that, that, I remember Leroy Jetta would fumble something like that, oh, you know, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, or um, good old Iron Hands and uh, yeah. Trav Collier. But um, <laughs> hello to the boys if they're listening. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, but um, yeah, no, really well done by Cole and um, you know. We extended our lead, mate, through AMT. Yeah, we did. Uh, You know, Tipper was paid a free uh, not long after as he was
1: interfered with in a marking contest about 35 metres out on a bit of an angle. Uh, And he went back and he dobbed it, which was excellent. Uh, Up the other end, Dawson kicked a minor score for them. And then sometime later, Francis took a nice mark just outside 50, but with Stringer streaming in toward goal, Francis' kicked to him in the pocket went well wide and out of bounds on the full. Uh, it was a really, uh, yeah, it was pretty disappointing because Francis is a really good kick normally. Um, so just seemed he had the yips on the day. Um, Sydney moved it up their end with uh, Reid having a shot, but he only managed a point. Uh, and then Papley then looked to be running into an open goal uh, not long after, but Cutler turned on a burst of speed to get hands on him and spoil his kick, and I thought it was really important uh, work from him. Um, up our end, though, Merritt kicked it uh, from right on the forward flank, inside 50, and Dylan Clark was able to outbody his opponent, and he actually went back and slotted the goal, mate, to have us 13 points up.
0: Yeah, that was a, a nice kick by um, you know, well, by all concerned, but Dylan Clark, um, you know, he, we've known his he's got a bit of a knock on his kicking at times, mate, mm. um, especially in his fear of kicking. But, you know, it was great to see him have the composure to go back and kick that goal. And um, it just felt like we were starting to gain some ascendancy and, you know, starting to take a really, you know, positive lead.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next bounce saw Sydney go straight inside 50 with Papley looking uh, to be running onto the footy, but Redman was all over him. Um, yeah, fortunately, I actually thought uh, Redmond well, really should have, by rights, given away a free there. I thought um, the way he had Papley, uh, and Papley didn't have the ball at that stage. Like I just think Redmond needs to be careful, as he nearly gave away a pretty costly free there. Uh, but we were able to work it out in the end. Um, and then we saw Hind put on a nice burst of speed and get a grabby kick away just before being dragged down, uh, with Zach Merritt eventually getting the footy and kicking it beautifully to Tipper on his own, about 35 metres out on a slight angle. Unfortunately, though, um, he didn't even manage to score from there.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's when you know you must have some you know, league problem or something like that, you know, not to have the power to kick 35 metres. That's you know, most unusual.
1: Yeah, certainly is. Um, not long later, though, uh, as we went inside 50 again, Durham was able to scoop up the footy and weave through some traffic to have a shot at goal, but his kick was shallow as well, uh, and it was marked in the square. Uh, the Swans then went up their end of the ground with Lance Franklin able to mark about 40 metres out on a fair angle, uh, but his kick was offline. And we ended up finishing the quarter, uh, the half rather, two goals up, six goals, 5.41 to the Swans, four goals, 5.29. Yeah,
0: was, like I said, uh, it with- would really kept them to a pretty low score for half time. Um, and you know and we both agree, mate, we they probably didn't make the most of our opportunities there. That could have been a five goal lead. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, but uh, it was still pleasing to see how we controlled the game. But um, as I mentioned earlier, my mind went back to that GWS game, mate, and we had a similar kind of lead and similar control of the game. And I just hoped after half time we'd done um, know, yeah, do our best to maintain it, but uh, yeah, uh, third quarter was very tough. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, certainly was, mate. Uh, you know, to open the quarter, Kennedy had a shot on goal for them, which only reached, registered a point. Uh, then Stewart dropped a mark and seemed to basically panic. With Hayward able to grab the pill and kick through a
0: goal for them, and yeah, it was just really disappointing. Yeah, so costly. Um, a number of errors made by Stuart on the day. Like, he, he had a mare, mate. Um, you know, a lot of errors um, and, and really costly errors that turned into goals. Yeah. Um, now, we know he's learning a new position this year, He's, but he's played a number of games already and you know, didn't kind of expect him to have that kind of, uh, you know, those kind of blatant errors like that. Mm.
1: Yeah, I sort of feel that, you know, with with Francis not performing that well up forward and Stuart not performing that well down back, you'd you'd have hoped they'd have switched roles or tried something different to to shake things up. But um oh well, be that as it may. Um look, there was a lovely bit of play where Durham kicked it inside fifty, uh, which was picked up by Peter Wright running through handballed behind himself to to Merritt and he kicked it through off his right for a very handy goal, mate.
0: Yeah, so quick was he to get um yeah, you know, from hand to to uh, foot, Uh, you know, the Swans players appealed that it was touched Mm. Um, and, you know, you could see that he actually, they clipped his boot mate after Mm. he kicked the ball, but um, a really nice goal by Zach, you know, considering how how little time he had uh, from being, you know, really pressured and um, we've always said, that you know, for, for Zach to become even more elite, if he adds that goal-kicking to his game, mm. um, yeah, he'll be even more important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he certainly showed that uh, this game. Uh, but look, yeah, then down the other end, Stuart, uh, who, as we said, was having a, uh, a bit of a rough old game, tried a handball to Heppel, uh, which went to the back of Heppel's feet. and As uh, Stuart tried to mop up his mess, he was then taken in a sackle pinged for holding the ball by Heaney. Uh, and the footy ended up with Parker inside 50 for them, who kicked a very classy goal, you have to say, nah, to have them back within five points. And then the Swans just outworked us in the next play to win a number of contests, resulting in a goal to Wicks from just outside
0: their goal square. And all of a sudden, the Swans had hit the front. Oh, no, that was, a, again, man, it just felt like soft goals, you know. Mm. We'd worked so hard in that first half to... Have a lead and then just wash it uh watch it wash it away uh, very very easily. Um well it seemed very easily, uh was concerning. Um and Luke Parker had really turned his game up considerably. And uh his second goal, mate, was just as classic. Yeah, it was. I mean,
1: uh Laverde, you know, yeah, he got rushed in the back line and he basically kicked it out. Yeah, in, a, in a panic kick and it went straight to a Swans jumper all on his own. He passed it over the top to Parker in the pocket and he duly slotted it to have them seven points up and, yeah, you just thought bloody hell. like They were, they were difficult kicks for goal, Parkers, but, um, yeah, he obviously had the composure and uh, the skill to kick him. Um, but the next clearance was nice with Shields showing some moves, mate, uh, with a nice pirouette out of trouble and delivering nicely to Perkins just outside of 50. Uh, we stuffed around with it, though, but eventually Zach Merrick came through and popped it up where Langford took a really important mark. Uh, yeah, going with the flight of the ball with the uh, with eyes only for the footy. But better than that though, mate, he was at, he was uh, good enough to go back and slot the goal.
0: Yeah, pretty reliable Kyle is um, kicking for goal, and um, yeah, you always feel pretty confident with him. Uh, you know having a set shot, it's great to see him. You know, kick that goal. Um, and that was his third goal, mate. So well, it's a pretty good effort from, mm. you know, coming back from injury. Certainly was. Uh,
1: unfortunately, though, the Swans responded very soon after with another goal to Papley.
0: And then you know, uh, Ridley was having a lot of trouble, wasn't he? With um, mm. they put Ridley on to Papley, and uh, Papley seemed to be, you know, taking control of that contest.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's the position. That's another position we really need that small defender uh, to go on these guys, but. Look, um then Jakey Stringer, who'd been fairly quiet by his standards, I thought, uh, turned it on after a big tackle and winning the free. He then pushed off the man on the mark and ran toward goal and
0: bombed it from the outside fifty to slot a big goal. Uh it was a big team lifter at sea, mate. He just Yeah, you know, get out of my way and <laughs> Yeah, you know, like really skilled the youngster and uh, you yeah. Know, yeah, very few players could do that, Yeah, you know, just mm. uh, had the composure and then the, the leg to just, you know, off a quick run, mm. bomb at 50-plus metres, um, yeah. you know, fantastic goal. But uh, then it was the Tom Papley show for a couple of goals, mate.
1: Yeah, it was, mate. Um, you know, that first one, Papley just turned Ridley inside out and dribbled through another goal. Um, and then we seemed to buckle a bit under pressure and, after the, Swan, the Swans just hunted us in their forward line, uh, Draper fumbled the ball after a Cox handball and Papley was able to waltz in and kick his fourth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> As I said, I'm not a big fan of uh, Tom Papley, but you know, he was definitely turning the game, wasn't he? He was. Uh,
1: he's, he's definitely one of those players. You'd love him playing in your side, but you yeah, hate him playing against you. Uh, but then uh, Jake Stringer got involved again. Uh, ripping the ball out of the centre and kicking it up forward to Peter Wright, who was able to kick it through to keep us within seven points.
0: Yeah, and then we needed a you know a, a player to stand up, you know, leader show some leadership and really will us over, um, you know, to, to get closer to the Swans again. And mm. that man was Zach Mirror.
1: It was mate. Um, you know, after Wright dropped a mark, he mopped up his own mess and kicked the ball over his shoulder, which was marked by Zaki Mirror at about 30 metres out on an angle, uh, and he kicked truly to have us back within a point. And as you said, mate, like it was a really big moment of the game, uh, as you felt we definitely needed that one to, to keep us in touch with the Swans. Um, and we got the next clearance too with Draper kicking it forward, uh, but the Swans thwarted that attack and eventually moved it up their end after Parish coughed it up in the middle of the ground, uh, but they managed just a minor score, so after all that, we ended the third term just two points down. Uh, so eleven goals, five
0: seventy-one to the Swans. Eleven goals, seven seventy-three. Yeah, it was kind of pleasing in a way because it looked like the Swans are about to break us. Sorry, break us open. Um, so it was pleasing to get those two goals in response to them, and you know, keep the game tight. And you know, we knew how uh, important this game was for both teams. So, uh, yeah, we just wanted to make sure that we could stay close to them, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Unfortunately, though, like as the uh, fourth quarter started, uh, the Swans came out firing with a goal early in the quarter to
0: Haywood. Yeah, that was a frustrating one, mate, too. Like, yeah, he's a good marker, with Haywood, but he's, um, yeah, it was just, it, it seemed like again that we panicked down back. Yeah. Now um,
1: yeah, we got the next clearance, and after Zach Merritt marked just outside 50, Cutler called out for the footy and launched it from about 52 to put it straight through the big sticks to have his back within two points. And look, that's what Cutler's capable of. Um, so I'm really hoping he takes a bit of confidence from that because that, that was a huge roost of the footy. And uh, yeah, that's the leg we've we sort of been talking about. So uh, it was
0: good to see him actually use that attacking flair. Yeah, I was really pleased for him. You know, this is the stuff that we've been waiting for, for him to actually, you know, know what his value is, like know what his talent is and use it. Mm. Um, I think in the past he's he's doubted himself, or at least it seems that way, and um, yeah, it showed a degree of confidence to call for the ball firstly, but secondly to, you know, really drill that goal, which was, uh, as you say, a, a large kick, mate, so... Um yeah, really nice to keep us in the game. But with um, Laverde injuring his shoulder um, and having to go off the ground, matey, um, you know, to get assessed, uh, yeah, Franklin would kick the next goal from a handball.
1: Yeah, it was sort of – I mean, that whole bit of play seemed to uh, disorientate us because, you know, the Swans – um. They just seem to have the answers like Luke Parker won that free, basically on the back flank, but he, he played on. And like all our plays had sort of stopped or were flat footed. Uh, And he took a fair bit of distance as he ran towards uh, Sydney's forward line and eventually delivered it over the top inside 50 to Papley. As you say, mate, handballed it to Lance Franklin for a very easy snap goal uh, to again, have their lead out to eight points. Uh, We got the next clearance, but after Snelling delivered it nicely forward again, Francis was unable to take the mark as a forward, which he'd gobble up every time as a defender.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? He, yeah, he's good, a good mark himself. Um, so expecting to hold those, but um, lucky for us in the end, mate, we'd get a goal for Dylan Scheel. Yeah, we did,
1: mate. Um, you know, we, we started to really pressure in our forward 50, and that eventuated in uh, Shield getting the footy about 30 metres out and snapping through a goal on his right peg to have us back within two points. Um, but, you know, Sydney's response was immediate uh, with Kennedy running in and slotting a goal from 40 metres out.
0: Yeah, and then out of a clearance, mate, we got Peter Wright the ball, um, about 45 metres out, straight in front, and these are the ones you need him to kick. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, he missed, and again, uh we then had to watch you know Nick Blakey tear on you know put on the afterburners mate and mm. uh drive forward and kicking a very classy goal.
1: Yeah, and like that was uh I mean like full props obviously go to Blakey. Um, like it was a really good bit of play by him, but just the, the way he was able to run through us was a bit, yeah, you know, concerning uh, that we had no one to sort of impede his run there. Uh But look, Jake Stringer started getting involved again with some nice contested work uh, resulting in him working the ball out on the forward flank and we ended up pumping it inside 50 where Hind, of all people, was able to crumb it and kick through a very nice goal to again bring the margin down to seven points.
0: It was pleasing. Uh, We called for it last week, mate. Just um, if Nick Hind was having a quiet one, trying and move him up the ground a bit to get him involved and it seemed like he he, was playing a little bit more on the wing or, or, you know, pushing forward at least, and uh, it was a nice goal. But again, mate, um, you know, it wasn't long afterwards. And, you know, Errol Golden, um, he kicked that beautiful goal. You you've got to give him uh, credit for a young player to take the game on like that and and kick an absolute ripper.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, as you say, mate, there's not much you can do, but, yeah, almost clap at those ones. It was a very classy goal. Uh, to extend their lead to 13 points with under 10 minutes remaining. Um, And then with Sydney looking to go inside 50 again, Zach Merritt dived across a boot to effect a big spoil, uh, which we were able to pick up and uh, move the footy up our end through Sheal and then Peter Wright and eventually ending on Snelling, getting the footy and kicking it inside 50. Now, Langford wasn't able to take the mark, but Sydney's uh, rush... Sydney's rush, clear and kick was marked by Darcy Parish right on 50. Unfortunately, though, his, uh, his kick missed everything. Um, and the Swans, not long after that, then took it up their end and Mills was able to kick a goal, putting their lead out to 19 points. So I suppose you saw in all these occasions, like we'd have opportunities, but just not be able to put it on the scoreboard. And then with uh, you know five minutes left to play, uh, we'd reached our sub cap so we were unable to make any more substitutions for the rest of the game. Um, I mean, obviously, a bit later, we, we we had a cheeky bit of play where we brought in our medical sub, um, Ham, uh, came onto the ground uh, to replace Laverde, I think it was. Um, but look, with five minutes left of play and we had no substitutions left, I think that shows pretty poor time management by the coaches, Um uh, because at that time, we had Laverde, Shield, McDonald, and Woody and Perkins all sitting on the bench, unable to come back on.
0: And they sat there for about four or five minutes and they showed some footage on uh, footy classified, mate. And uh, Dylan Shield was really, you know, peeved that um, that error had been made. You, know, you could see him just shaking his head like wanting to be involved in the contest, mm. but knowing he couldn't be, you know, he couldn't go back on the ground. So, um yeah, look, I, I think the only out for the coaches was we did have a number of injury concerns where the, the player was forced to leave the ground, like we saw Laverde come off a number of times. Mm. And maybe they, that's how the uh, subs got used so often, um, had yeah, to interchange rotation. But, um, yeah, uh, we've got to do better than that, mate. Um, you know, in a very important game, imagine not having any interchanges to be made in the last five minutes. Uh, mm. uh, it could be the difference sometimes.
1: Absolutely. But look, as the clock ticked down, uh, Peter Wright was able to take a mark from a Langford kick 25 metres out with not much of an angle. And he kicked truly to have his back within 13 points with just over three and a half minutes to play. And then uh, with two minutes left, Francis had a free on the forward flank, but kicked it straight to, straight to a Swans defender inside our forward fifty. Uh, We got the ball back though with just under a minute and a half left to play and Francis made up for his earlier blue, passing through traffic to Dev Smith in the pocket who drilled the goal from a tight angle to have us back within seven points. But you know we needed two shots on goal uh, to be any chance and after a free was paid to Sydney in the centre of the ground, uh, they were able to play keepings off for a while and uh, were able to basically kill the clock. Um, so eventually, Sydney walked out winners by seven points. Uh, another tight one against that mob, and but it kills me every single time, mate. Um, so they they won seventeen goals seven, one hundred and nine to our sixteen goals six, one hundred and two. So close, close but no cigar. And you'd have to say
0: that reflects on our season hopes for making the eight, mate. Yeah, well, when you think about it, mate, um, when we, we can go back all the way to round one. You know, when you're up by forty points, um, you know that. Imagine if you had that win banked, right? Mm. Um, you know, we'd be in a different position. But um, I guess if your auntie had whiskers, she'd be your uncle. So um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we have to live in reality, and uh, yeah, that's gone. And um, yeah, so unfortunately, uh, we haven't got the uh, haven't got that win and. Um, you know, as you said, just two close losses to the to the Swans, and um, you know uh, we had a good record against the Swans at the G. And you got to think, mate, uh, if we had the a big bomber crowd there, yeah, would that have made a difference? And mm. these are the kind of things we um, haven't been able to utilise. You know, being a big club, you know, not having those Melbourne games, um, okay, where where we'd all be there cheering them on, um. You know, you wonder, you know, does that make five percent difference? You know, in some of these close games, but mm. uh, all I can say is the AFL owes us next year, mate. They better give us plenty of home games, because, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, pleasingly, we've got another home game this week against uh, the Dogs, or, or at least in Melbourne. Um, but yeah, we're playing one of the best teams in the comp, or the top team actually, and um, you know, with those injuries to Heppel. And also, uh, you know, we're sweating on Laverty. We don't know how well um, McDonald Tippen Woody is. Um, Blankford really out blank for again. Um, you know, it is frustrating. But, um, you know, I guess, you know, for our development, um, you know, we just hope that, uh, you know, we're in a situation where we control our own destiny, our destiny in a way because of our percentage. Um, our percentage is almost worth a game, but uh, yeah, I can only see us winning two of our last three, mate. And um, that still might not—that still might be enough. But uh, yeah, wouldn't it be? Uh, it would be a bit of a Cinderella story, mate, if we come back and beat the Bulldogs this week.
1: Yeah, I guess it would. But uh, in saying that, you know, as much as I'd love to make finals, I would hate to, you know, get pumped and. Another elimination final, mate. Um, yeah, you'd almost rather the boys have that extra week of uh, break and uh, go into the into the preseason uh, fit and firing, um, rather than having the uh, you know the uh, air taken out of your sails and you know demoralising um, loss, which you know we've seen happen uh, yeah too often. But um, yeah, look. Uh, I suppose at the other day, um, yeah, we we just lacked that um, that bit of class and composure with a footy against the good sides of the competition. Um, yeah, I think there was a stat we've only beaten one side inside the uh, the top eleven of the competition, uh, and that was the Eagles uh, over in Perth. Uh, and it has to say, their form has been uh, pretty mediocre throughout the season. Uh, so I think while um, well, it's nice to dream and think we could make the eight. I, I think realistically, uh, we're just not there at the moment uh, among those top sides. So, um, look, I'm hoping yeah this year the boys have taken on as a, like a lot of uh, good strides in terms of development, um, and uh, yeah, use this as a bit of a bit of fire to burn in the pre-season. But uh, yeah, certainly uh, I wouldn't be banking on a,
0: on a win against the dogs on Sunday. Uh, well, um, you yeah, know, obviously we support our club every game, but, uh, yeah, we are realists, uh, realist as well sometimes. And, um, yeah, the Bulldogs certainly have our measure, mate. They, uh, I think they look forward to playing us. Um, so, <laughs> uh, let's hope we just don't allow those 21 goals in a row. that uh, happened a couple of years ago, mate. That was a, that was a bad night. <laughs> Give me nightmares. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, well, like I said, uh, you know, in a two-horse race, um, you still can come last. So um, why, why don't we have a break and uh, we'll come back uh, after that with our Don's Cast Medal vote. <music> You're listen to Don's cast so now it's time for the boats for the Don cast metal boats
1: excellent all right well I'll uh, get proceedings underway mate so uh, for me uh, yeah I was really, I'll go for the bottom uh, so for one boat I went uh, the captain Dawson heppel I thought he uh, you know played really solidly all game for us yeah uh, you know ended up racking up the 25 disposals and uh, took five pretty important marks but uh, it was his use of the footy that um, I thought he was quite good um, on the day and his composure with it. Yeah, ended up with the 437 metres gained for us, which is uh, certainly, um, certainly good when, yeah, at times it was pretty difficult to get through Sydney's defence. Uh, actually had four intercept possessions, um, which uh, I thought was, uh, was pretty good. But it was just his leadership and composure. Uh, with the footy, I thought was uh, was quite important for us. Uh, you yeah, know, really calming down the guys uh, down back. Which has to be said that um, you know Stewart obviously didn't have his best game. Ridley didn't have his best game, but the way he was able to uh, keep the guys composed down there, I thought was really important. So one vote to him. Uh, two votes I went for Jakey Stringer. Um, you know, at times he was he was sort of quietish. Um, but then, yeah, you know, when he decided to turn it on, he, he really turned it on, ended up with the 19 disposals, uh, kicked two big and pretty important goals. Um, and he really used his bullocking work in the centre, had nine clearances for us, which is uh, team high on the day. Um, and also had three uh, goal assists. So, uh, really important uh, role for some of the day. Like, played. Um, yeah, played sort of everywhere and actually made five tackles as well. So, he, you know, defensively, offensively, he just worked. Um, so another great game from Jake Stringer. So two votes to him. Three votes I went for Kyle Lankford. I thought he was really important on the day for us. Uh, obviously, his three goals were um, were pretty huge. Um, only had the 17 disposals, but I just think the uh, his impact uh, around the ground was almost a bit bigger than that. Um, yeah, ended up taking seven marks. Um, yeah, and going into that forward sort of wing area, um, uh, like some sometimes marks are pretty hard for us to uh, to take that end of the end. I thought he really uh, uh, showed his prowess in that area. Had a goal assist as well, uh, but eight score involvements. Um, used the ball pretty well, at, you know, a bit over 82% with three inside 50s. So I thought he played a fantastic game for us. It's a shame we're going to, Miss him basically for the rest of the season, I think, you know, with him being out for three weeks or so. Um, but a really great game from Kyle Langford, so good work from him. Uh, four votes, I went for Darcy Parish. Now, you know, he might not have um, lit up the highlights real necessarily, uh, but geez, he just worked hard, mate. Uh, ended up with 34 disposals. Uh, did the tough stuff. Um, was in and under, so... Uh, Of those, yeah, 12 kicks, 22 handballs, but made four tackles, had eight clearances, uh, which was pretty bloody good effort. Uh, But more than that, uh, you know, 10 score involvements, five intercept possessions, and 19 contested possessions. uh, With uh, with seven inside 50s, if you don't mind. So uh, really important for us on the day, uh, not only doing the hard stuff, but also helping us link up to get the ball going forward. So four votes to him. But the five votes, he had to go for Zach Merritt. Um, he was buddy everywhere. Uh, one of the more dominant displays I've, I've seen uh, him demonstrate uh, for us in the red and black. Uh, yeah, 35 disposals, uh, seven marks, five tackles, three clearances, uh, 624 metres gained, four goal assists to go with his own two goals. Um, just a really complete uh, performance. Uh, you know, 13 score involvements um, at the end of the day with four intercept positions. Uh, but even that doesn't tell the whole story. Like, his use of the ball was um, was fantastic, really hitting up smart options. Um, yeah, I mean, you could talk all day about how, how good his game was. Um, so excellent performance from Zach Merritt. Uh, so five votes to him. How about yourself, James? How would you read it?
0: Well you're correct, mate. You have to give five votes to Zach Merritt. Um, yeah, really dominant display by him. Um you know, really stood up. Uh, especially when the Swans had a lot of control of the footy. Um, as you say, mate, when you account for six goals, you know, two of your own and four goal assists, uh, plus the use of the ball. Uh, you know, really complete game by him. So went on to Zach Merritt if I gave him five. I actually gave four to Jake Stringer, mate. Now I know he was quiet at times during the game, but I just felt like he was the most dynamic uh, yeah, player for us. Um, I mean, you know, he really imposes himself sometimes. And um, you know, as I say, mate, he, he gave up three goals himself, plus kicked a couple himself. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good game by Jake, and um, yeah, I gave him the four, three votes. I gave to Kyle Langford. Game those three goals are really important, but uh, you know, he just used the ball pretty well, I thought, uh, for most of the game, and uh, you know, it's really pleasing to have him back. But as I say that, mate, we now know he's going to be missing again, mm. so that's really, really uh, painful to see that happen again. Mm. Um, two votes to parish, yeah, I agree, mate. You could easily have got higher votes there. Um, and even if you look at it, mate, you basically swapped. Uh, we had uh, Stringer and Parrish in different positions. Um, mm-hmm. So it's your point of view. But reading the stats out, mate, I've almost uh, converted and uh, <laughs> conceded. But uh, no, um, I just felt there was a couple of turnovers that really I remember. Um, obviously, when you get the ball that much, there's a chance you're going to turn the ball over sometimes. and There's a couple of costly errors. Um, but he's had a great year and, um, again, well deserved these votes, um, and my this will sound funny. I'm going to give a bloke who only had five disposals a vote, um, and that's it. you know Jaden Laverty. Um, mm. You yeah, the amount of work he did on Buddy. You know we know Buddy's torched us a number of times. Um, you know we just, uh, you know, I, I felt Buddy was lucky to get two in on the day. Really, uh, one was from a handball. You know. Um, I thought Laverty did a fantastic job, you know, even uh, hurting his shoulder and and still wanting to be out there and taking him on again. So, um, yeah, I know it's not a uh, kid's award where you say, you know, um, that's a trying one, but, uh, yeah, I I really believe he he had a great game and um, wanted to reward him, so I gave him one vote. Yeah, it was an important role for us, mate. Mm. So where are we at with the voting overall, mate? Yeah, beauty. All right. So we'll go from the bottom. So,
1: two votes each for Sheil and Stewart. Uh, three votes to Phillips. Four to Durham. Uh, Francis and Jones have five votes each. Cox, Draper, Snelling, and Wright all have six votes. Redman's on thirteen. Perkins on fourteen. Hooker fifteen. Tibber on eighteen. Langford with twenty-one. Laverde on twenty-four. McGrath on 26. Heppel now with 29. Jakey Stringer on 42 votes. Nick Hind with 53. Ridley with 75 votes. Parrish with 92. And right out on front is Zach Merritt with 103 Don's Cast
0: Medal votes. Okay, so he's out by 11 with three games to go. So, um, you know, uh, we know Darcy... uh, could easily come back and win this one. Um, but ideally, we'd like to see them all, um, you know, polling, which will usually mean we've had a pretty good game. So, mm. um, yeah, interesting exercise this uh, when you do your own voting. And um, as we did last year, mate, we'll see how it stacks up um, on best and fairest night. I think we got seven out of the uh, 10 of, of the top 10 uh, last time. Mm. Um We Missed Will Snelling last year, mate. Um, and I I fear we'll probably do the same. I think he's really highly regarded um, by the coaches, Mm -hmm. so um, I know we haven't found that many votes for him this year, and he's probably one who will certainly finish in the top 10, I I imagine, on Crichton Medal Night. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, always an interesting exercise, yes. Sorry, mate. I was to jump in, but I was just going to say we'll we'll have one more break and we'll come back with our by the numbers segment. And you're listening to Don's Cast, and it's now time for the. The numbers segment, mate, where we go by the numbers, and uh, you know, pretty self explanatory the uh, the concept of this. But let's start with number two. Uh, seems Andy McGrath's out injured, so we've got Sammy Draper. Um, yeah, you know, I thought he contested quite well, got a number of clearances. Um, yeah. just uh, yeah, I guess uh, a nice part of his game would be if he could add some scoreboard pressure. Um, He had one shot at goal, but um, yeah, I think he can certainly become that kind of player uh, as he develops.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess the the good thing is he's still so raw, uh, and you can see the talent there. He's starting to piece it together. Uh, So it's really just cleaning up his game, getting a bit more smarts about positioning, and um, really the big thing for mine is a bit more composure when he's got the footy, because he seems full of exuberance and excitement. Um, and when he gets the footy, it's like he's he, oh, now I've got it. What do I do with it? Um, so, uh, but I'm loving his work. I think he won the taps fairly convincingly, um, uh, even though Tommy he, he did have a good game, obviously. But uh, I think um, yeah, Draper uh, certainly uh, gave it his all and another good game for his development.
0: Uh, and he stayed through. away from injury. Um, he did come off. Um, we saw him. Uh, I think he's getting some uh, strapping on his foot mate but um mm-hmm. yep and um they mentioned it on the on the broadcast but uh he's wearing these socks mate and they had holes in them yeah yeah I saw that <laughs> <laughs> you reckon you could get a new pair of socks wouldn't you but, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh things must be pretty tight down at the club at the moment but um <laughs> I, I only uh,
1: brought one pair on his uh on his trip to Brisbane and decided to wear them for the game. But, uh...
0: Yeah, maybe that's what it was. But uh, yeah, our next one was Darcy Parish, and certainly got a number, uh, number of possessions, you know, really hard, uh, as we always come to expect. Um, you know, any fears that that uh, second half was going to continue from last week, you know, where he hardly sighted the ball. Um, he certainly didn't have that problem on the day.
1: No, he didn't, mate. Uh, yeah, I had him second best on for us. Uh, but, yeah, I thought another really good performance, really important performance, actually, uh, you know, doing the hard stuff and uh, loving what he's putting together. And it's particularly um, good to, to see that even though he's had a couple of quieter weeks, uh, he's just stuck to his uh, stuck to his game and gone, all right, you know, I'm, I'm going to perform, I'm going to work on these things. Um, and, he, and he has... Uh, He has done that. That's the Darcy Parish we know and love. So, uh, look, another great game from him. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to many more
0: years of that. Yeah. um, Right. Cole Langford. Now we know he's injured, mate. We both gave him votes. Um, And, you know, it's a real blow that he's going to be out uh, because he has got that goal-kicking knack. um, You know, I think he... He was starting to hit his straps as he got that first hamstring injury. And you know, it was really disappointing to see that he uh, picked up another one. And mm. you know, that will mean, most likely, unless we make the finals, uh, we probably won't see him again uh, until next year.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess the important thing is um, for mine, I mean, at the start of the season, he, he started pretty slow. um in terms of getting into games. But once he hit his straps, yeah, he played really important roles for us. And I guess the important thing is, while it's uh, obviously disappointing, he's gone down injured. Um, again, uh, you yeah, we wanted to have another big pre-season and just bring that form straight into 2022 because uh, we saw how important he was for us on the day. Uh, certainly both of us gave him, uh, gave him big, big wraps and, uh, yeah, three votes each. Um, so a really important game from Kyle Langford, so uh, yeah, it's just a shame he won't be able to play his 100th this year. I think he's um, 98 games at the moment, mate, so I'll have to wait for next year to to rack those up, but um, nah, very good game from Kyle Langford. Uh,
0: there's still a chance, mate, we've win a couple of finals, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's not discount that. Um, Dev Smith, uh, I thought that. You know, again, we come to expect that he'll get around that 15 disposal game. He had 16. Um, Just, uh, you know, six kicks, mate, and 10 ambles. Uh, But his work rate was up. You could see that. Yeah, uh, you know, he only had the one tackle, uh, you know, which is, you know, a couple of years ago, you would have scoffed at that, you know. He just had a knack of being able to uh, catch your players. But, you know, um, he still kicked a couple of nice goals that we needed. And, um, I guess it was... Improving Devon Smith, I think he's had a lot quieter games than that. Um, now with Langford out as well, he's going to have to keep pressing on and improving uh, in these next couple of games as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it was an improved performance from Dev Smith. I actually, had ten score involvements, uh, which is uh, a pretty big effort. Um, obviously, kicked the two goals, one himself, so got involved there. Um, yeah, there's. I do think that there's times where he needs to lower the eyes and uh you know, look for a look for an option closer in or someone on a bit of a better angle, uh, rather than taking the the shot himself. But um yeah, I suppose at the end of the day, uh if he is having the shot on goal, uh that's one more shot that um that we get for, because at times we've got other blokes that don't want to pull the trigger. So um uh yeah, I I think he I think he played a, a pretty solid game for us. Um and so, uh, um, yeah, it is. I suppose uncharacteristic that he only got the one tackle, but uh, yeah, I guess at the end of it, he he played his role and got the score involvement. So, uh, yeah, I'd say a solid game from Dev Smith.
0: Zach Merritt, mate, um, we both gave him best on. Pretty self-explanatory, I thought. He um, has dominated the game for us, and mm. clearly our best player. Probably not much more to say about him. No, absolutely not, mate. What a jet. and Yeah, looking forward to much more of that. Yeah, now, um, Dylan Scheel, it was good to see him, uh, you know, find a little bit more of the footy this week. Um, I thought thought he was getting better and, you know, um, again, with Langford out, Heppel out, we're going to need big games from uh, Dylan Scheel and Mm. let's hope that uh, he continues even further as the weeks go on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was really promising to see him get a bit more involved and actually had a few clearances, which was uh, which was excellent. Yeah, I thought the week before uh, he seemed a bit more reluctant to, to get involved in the physical contest, but this game he was a bit more involved. Obviously, he kicked the goal. Uh, I had a chance to kick a couple more, but um, uh, you know, at least to get one was uh, was good for him. Um, I think yeah, at the end of the day... Um, Yeah, better for the run. He's still coming back from that long-term injury. So, um, no, just good to see him out in the park.
0: And they get 22 disposals. um, You know, that shows that he, yeah, with um, Merritt and also Parrish finding plenty of the footy, uh, there's room for Dylan Shield to get possessions as well. Um, Aaron Francis returned to the side after, you know, some uh, mental health break and then a few weeks getting his conditioning back up. But, uh, yeah, mate, it was a bit underwhelming. Uh, you know, dropped a lot of the marks that we think he'd take and then took marks he, you don't know how he took um, yeah. further up the ground. Uh, just his kicking was really poor, I felt. I just, you know, he just seemed to slam it on his boot and almost hit and hope. And, um, mm. yeah, just like him to have a bit more composure, try to, yeah, because he is quite a skilled player. So, um, you know, we do know he's had a, a number of weeks off and sometimes, you know, the pace of the game catches you by surprise. But, yeah, I, I would think that, um, you know, there's room for improvement in his game and uh, we've got to keep persevering, uh, with, it, persevering with him, you know. Like, um, it'll be interesting, mate. I'll throw this one up. But, yeah, like, um, with his battles... Uh, you know, but do you think this might be the year he asked to go back home? Yeah,
1: I don't know. Like, I guess, um, you yeah, know, it's all up to all up to Aaron. I mean, the the club's done everything uh, right by him, um, and and he's done everything right by the club in, in staying loyal thus far. If um, it's the case that he needs to move back home, I, I think you know both sides would. Uh, find a way to make that happen um, because certainly um, you know he's uh, as much as we'd love him around the club um, his mental health is uh, far more important than the, than the game of footy I'd have to say um, uh, yeah and I'd, it'd be one of those ones where you'd, you'd wish him all the best because um, yeah, he's got legitimate reasons to, uh, to want to go back if that is indeed his decision and um, would be would be a shame, but I mean, I suppose I liken it to um, yeah. Sometimes when players leave the club for personal circumstances, you um, like sometimes you, you still go look. This bloke done his all for the club, um, yeah, and left in, in a good way. Like I think of a Jake Milksham, um, I think of a um, yeah Travis Collier. Like um, I, I personally, when I see those guys play for. You know, Melbourne and Fremantle, respectively. I have a bit of a smile because those guys, um, like they busted their guts for the club. Um, you know, we uh, put them in a difficult situation, and um, the way they left was, uh, you know, full of class. And uh, yeah, if that was the case with Aaron Francis, I'm sure plenty of Bomber fans would, um, uh, no, no one had hold it, hold it against him. Um, so I guess it's in uh, Aaron Francis's corner. Um, certainly, I, I love him as a player. I, I think he's got real promise. Um, no, he hasn't been able to always show that that form we know he's capable of uh, week in, week out. But uh, yeah, that's the way I see it. What do you reckon, mate?
0: Yeah, look, I, I think if he, if he needs to go home for his mental health, I, I think the club's obligated to do that. Um, obviously, yeah, we've we've invested a lot in Darren now when you take him in, in the top six draft pick, um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, you know, you're not going to get the return on your investment um, in that kind of situation. But um, as, as you said, mate, uh, you know, someone's mental health has to come first. Uh, so, um, yeah, we'll wait and see if uh, Aaron wants to persevere at Essendon or, you know, if he needs that relief. Um, I guess that will be a tale for the offseason. Um, Tom Cutler, mate, he is improving. I, I feel like he, he might be getting a bit of confidence being in the side. Uh, he, he, like Some of the things he did, and uh, he, he only, only had the 11 disposals, but I noticed him a lot putting a lot of defensive pressure on that, mm. uh, which is something he's not known now. He only had the one tackle, but um, watching the game you could see he was really in and around the contest, uh, which has been a kind of criticism of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like he he slowed a couple of Sydney chances. So, um, yeah, obviously he uh, is a work in progress. And I guess the club's trying to assess if if he continues uh, with the club or, you know, they're trying to extract all the information out of him to see if, if he's the player that is worth uh yeah, you know, continuing on with.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought, um, yeah, the, uh, in the early stages of the game, I thought he was rather, like, well, not 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 fully effective uh, for mine, uh, but then he slowly seemed to warm into the game and did a few good things. Like there was a chase down, um, uh, sort of pressure uh, in that back half there, and then there was a, a bit of play where the the ball sort of bounced around a bit, and uh, Tom Cutler just you know, stretched out a mitt and grabbed the footy from the air and was able to rip it out of the half-back line and uh, get it going our way. So there's a couple of things he, he does where you think, oh, geez, he's, like, he's got potential here. you know, kicking that long goal from outside of 50. Um, so he's he's got the tools in the kit bag, um, but he's just being able to show that week in, week out. And, you know, honestly, you know, for each quarter, not just um, when he decides to, to turn it on, uh, and I think a lot of that is confidence. He he seems like a, a player that does dad himself um, quite a bit. So I think you know if the if the club can can work with him um, and you know hopefully yeah uh, you know, get him to back himself more, play that style of game plan that we that we need. Um, yeah, there is a I think there's a need for you know, a taller uh, sort of bloke with good running power um, you know good penetrated kick to um, have a spot in the side uh, it's just I suppose on Tom Cutler um, whether he's got the determination to you know really want to forge this this career by um, you know knuckling down doing the hard stuff um, building that competitive side to his game and uh, you yeah, really I suppose uh, getting things right between the ears to um, yeah, perform out on the park. Um, yeah, I thought he played a uh, an average to solid game on the day. Like there were moments where he did some good things. Um, other times where, you know, I thought he could have gone harder at the contest. But um, nah, certainly there
0: was some positive signs of the game uh, from from him for mine. Uh, Nick Cox, mate, he, he had a bit of the ball, but I just felt like his decision maker was a little bit slow um, on the day. And like we know he's a first year player, so that that'll come in time, but Yeah, with his body size, um, I thought there was a couple of times where he's tried to take on the game a little bit too much, and um, against a very strong tackling team in Sydney, uh, Mm. he's either his uh, passes are intercepted or he is brought to ground, and just he needs to make that quick release a bit bit quicker.
1: Yeah, definitely, and as you say, mate, like it's just getting the speed of the game and uh, and all the rest, and obviously he's. Yeah, with his body size at the moment, he's not able to shrug off any tackles or anything like that. And, um, yeah, with that decision-making, uh, obviously that made him cough up the ball a bit. Only went at about 53% uh, percent by foot. So, um, certainly he's uh, capable of a lot better than that. Um, yeah, another game for his development. Um, all the better. Actually had four score involvements. So, um, yeah, it's not like he... Uh, um yeah lowered his colors at all um but yeah as i said like he he found he found the footy but um yeah with a with a pre-season under his belt and um yeah almost a full season of uh of games as well mate um he's uh yeah certainly done a lot to um yeah i'm sure in the respect of his teammates and um you know, the adoration of the of the fans because we know what he's capable of. Um, so looking forward to a big pre-season. But on the day, uh, you'd have to say a, a sort of an average uh, performance. But,
0: um, yeah, another game for his development. Yeah. Um, Jordan Ridley, uh, he's been in a bit of a purple patch, but you know, he certainly had a much quieter game. Uh, he's given the tough task of uh, uh, being on Papley for a while. Um Funny enough, mate. He only had the ten disposals, uh, which is quite strange for yeah you know, for him because even mm. from the kickouts, you'd think he'd have more than that. But um, maybe the accurate kicking prevented him having more kickouts. But yeah, you know, just a nine kicks, one handball, uh, three marks, and he just looked a bit out of sorts playing on Tom Papley, and yeah, really quite game for Jordan Ridley. Uh, not. The, not in the vein he's been in, uh, you know, the vein of form he's been in.
1: Yeah, I think it was just, oh, for mine, it was just a, a thing about matchups. ups um, It just wasn't the right matchup for him. Um, you know, if, I, I suppose that comes to our lack of uh, small defenders. You know, who else are you going to put on on a Papley? Because um, certainly if you, if you went through it... Um, you know, I don't think Redman uh, could have gone with him. He certainly struggled with the small forwards in the past. Um, Nick Hind, uh, yeah, I suppose you could have moved him on there, uh, but um, yeah, it's I suppose it's one of those things. You know, he didn't play a bad game, but certainly wasn't um, wasn't as effective as he normally is, mind you. Though he still went by a hundred percent in terms of disposal efficiency, so. I suppose that's a bit of a silver lining there, but you'd have to say a, an average game from Ridley um, on the day.
0: And uh, Jaden Laverde, um, as I said, only had the five disposals, mate, but uh, he did a really good job on Franklin, uh, a guy who's been known to torture us. Um, and I think Franklin would have known he had a tough day at the office.
1: Certainly did, mate. And I kind of had a chuckle every now and then because – uh, James Limerdy was obviously applying a lot of physical pressure on uh, Lance Franklin, which uh, he obviously didn't like. And uh, he saw Franklin on a couple of occasions basically play for a free, and uh, the umpires were having none of it. Uh, being in a that was, I suppose, that was one advantage of being in Melbourne, mate. You didn't have the Sydney fans, uh, you know, basically winning those those frees for the team. Um, so. Yeah, you know, Lance Franklin just basically sat on the ground with his hands in the air, and no one was listening to him. So I thought that was uh, pretty funny. And I thought um, Laverde, he just played the game um, to its merits. Um, yeah, really did stifle any opportunities uh, Lance Franklin had to uh, to try and get some some cheap balls. And uh, yeah, I th- thought he played a really solid role for the, for the club. Um, yeah, basically sacrificed his own. Uh, yeah, own game, like in terms of his marking power, like intercept marking and that. Um, yeah, only getting the uh, three marks at the end of the day. Um, but, yeah, the role he played for the club, club was enormous. So, uh, yeah, a really good game from him.
0: Uh, now, Archie Perkins had a really quiet game, mate. Um, started well, I thought, but uh, he only had four disposals, mate. Uh, two kicks, two ambles, two marks. One tackle. So um, for Archie, that's a really quiet game. Um, you know, again, another first-year player, mate. So we have to be careful how much we expect. But, um, you know, that's a – yeah, he'd been playing much better than that and, um yeah, just found a – I don't know what it was in the game. just wasn't to his liking. No, I think it also comes down to, you know, Sydney's –
1: Structures really stacking up. They don't allow people to just, um, you, know, uh, you know, run off or try to play their own game. Like they they make people accountable. And I think, um, yeah, that's, yeah, Archie, you know, he had a very, uh, he just wasn't able to find the footy. And you know, that'll happen with young players. Uh, but I've got no worries about Archie Perkins. So while he had a very average game uh, on the day, uh, you know, that's another game for his development. I'm sure. He's the type of bloke who um, would go, geez, like, I didn't perform to the level that I wanted to. Um, how can I work on that? And, um, yeah, what can I do in the in the pre-season to um, have more consistent performances? So I've got no worries about Archie Perkins. Um, yeah, not a fantastic uh, game of the day, but uh, I'm sure he'll be
0: better for it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, of course, uh, James Stewart had a, a bit of a tough game, right? mate. Um, I'd hate to see how many goals conceded. Uh, you know, him being out there um, on his opponent, but just um, again uh, eight disposals, uh, three ki- three uh, sorry three kicks, five handballs, three marks, um, no tackles. So again, that was a really quiet game by his standards, like not in terms of possessions, just the, the way he made errors and even that running handball to. Uh, Dyson Apple that, you know, resulted in a goal, um, uh, giving away free kicks or, you know, just coughing up easy goals. Uh, yeah, all in all, it wasn't uh, James Stewart's uh, finest day.
1: No, he wasn't. Uh, actually had five frees paid against him, mate. But look, you know, I'm not going to heap on the bloke. Um, I thought he's, um, yeah, throughout the season, he's played some important roles for us. Um, and uh, I think he does show promise as a, as a defender down there. Um, and, you know, Sydney just got hold of him on the day and uh, nothing worked for him. So, look, not a great game from James Stewart,
0: but uh, I'm sure he'll dust himself up and pick up from there. Uh, yep, Nick Hind. Um, again, he's, he's found it going tough the last few weeks. I thought, yeah, I think clubs are putting a lot more time into him. Um, but you know, it was pleasing to see that uh, you know, Truck put him in different positions throughout the game. Um, wasn't going to just let him get stifled out of the game. So uh, had the 15 disposals, kicked a goal, 10 kicks, five handballs, uh, one mark, and just a one tackle. And I think overall, mate, when you look at these st- stats, a lot of them are uh, just our work rate in terms of tackling. We just couldn't lay a, enough pressure on them. And that's why they kick so many... Uh, Goals that you know probably a bit easier than we'd like. Yeah, it was it was again
1: just another one of those games where uh, they sort of outworked us on the spread. Um but look in terms of Nick Hyde, uh you yeah, know, I thought he played a fairly solid game for us. He he bobbed up every now and then, and used his use his speed when he could uh to try and get us going forward. Um yeah, I think uh as you say, mate. Like the opposition definitely do put a, put a lot of time into him to make sure he's, he's not able to show that attacking flair that he, um, he was able to produce for the first half of the year. Um, so um, no, I think yeah. At the end of the day, he had a couple of score involvements, had three intercept possessions, um, used the ball fairly well, going at eighty-seven percent, um, and uh, yeah, to kick a goal was was nice. But uh, other than that, uh, uh relatively quiet game from him, but I'd still say he played a, a solid role for us
0: in the day. Peter Wright was uh, always a presence. Um, you know, had the 15 disposals, seven kicks, uh, eight handles, four marks, um, and kicked two goals, mate. So um, we needed him to kick that other one that he missed, you know, the one that, um you know, it wasn't an easy goal, but, it, you know, 45 metres out straight in front. Yeah. Uh, when the game's there to be won, um, they're the ones you need him to go back and kick. Mm. But um, yeah, I know. I thought he, you know, he had a very serviceable game. Yeah, he
1: did. Uh, yeah, I'm really liking how he's uh, starting to uh, take some grabs around the ground. Um, I thought he, when he did go in for uh, into the ruck there, he quitted himself fairly well uh, against Hickey. Uh, starting to show a bit more, oh, not aggression, but at least that. Um, a bit of uh, sort of hustle and bustle when he's in those contested situations. Um, actually had two goal assists as well, which was um, excellent work. And I'm really liking his agility uh, as a forward. Like there was a couple of times where he'd run through and uh, sort of scoop the ball up um, off the deck or at least at, at knee height. And, um, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's he's got a lot of promise as a forward and had um, eight score involvements in the end with three in his set possessions. Um, and uses the ball fairly well, so he's another one who used it at about 87% efficiency, so uh, no, I thought he had a, a very solid game for us, Peter Wright, and uh, yeah, just enjoying um, what he's able to deliver for us.
0: Tyson Heppel, mate, you gave him a vote. you know He could have easily got one, he worked very hard, um, we've now learnt that he's broken his thumb, so um, hopefully, the clubs hopefully will just miss the one game, but um, he's been in the wars, but he's somehow been able to keep playing games. And you know, last year, we know he had a lot of trouble there, mate. So uh, injuries haven't been the kindness to him. But uh, yeah, 25 disposals, 17 kicks, eight handballs, five marks, three tackles. So uh, he's really standing up as a captain.
1: Yeah, he is, mate. Um, I thought it, yeah, as I said, he had a really solid game for us. Just his experience and, uh, and leadership out there to try and uh, structure us uh, down back, I thought was really important. So, um, yeah, a really solid game from Hipple on the day.
0: Uh, Jake Stringer, again, um, you know, bounced back. Uh, Yeah, he's he's got a real way of uh, imposing himself in games and kicked a couple of nice goals and set up three others. You know, he really... Can you know burst through that pack? Yeah, that goal where he basically just uh, shoved the young bloke—I can't remember who it was—but yeah. just just bolted on a been golden himself. But uh, yeah, there was a ripper of that goal. He kicked.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. He's he's just such a powerful, powerful athlete when he uh, when he goes for it. Um, so yeah, both of us gave him votes. Um, another really good game from from Stringer, like quiet at times, but he's, a, he's more of a burst player. Um, and I thought his, his grunt work was excellent with nine clearances there. So uh, two goals, three goal assists. That's a pretty good day for a forward, mate.
0: Yeah. Um, Mason Redmond had a fairly quiet game, mate, I thought, by his standards. Mm. Just the eight disposals, five kicks, three ambles, uh, three marks, and only one tackle again. Um, yeah, just... It uh, didn't seem to impose himself in the game much, and um, we know when he's at his best, he can be a really attacking defender. But uh, didn't see a lot of that on the day. No,
1: we didn't. I've, I mean, for mine, I thought he had a very average game, uh, didn't seem to have much impact um, on the contests at all. Um, for mine, I mean, he had five set possessions, so um, obviously. Uh, did thwart a few attempts, uh, of Sydney going to the forward line there. Used the ball fairly well, so went at 100 percent actually. Um, uh, with three score involvements as well, but um, for mine, I, I think he's just capable of so much more. And um, yeah, I just wonder what the um, you know, what the goal is with Mason Redmond, uh, because. He, you know, he, at the start of the year looked like he was going to have a real breakout year um, and he was back to that form that we'd sort of seen in 2019 but um, yeah it just it seems like he sort of goes away from that every now and then so uh, yeah whatever it is I, I hope he works on it over the pre-season because I think he's, there's a real player in him, uh, he's another one who's uh, yeah, got a bit of speed um, can have a really penetrated kick and um, Quite an accurate kick, so it's um yeah I suppose he's he's one where his output was pretty down on the day for mine. We know he's uh, capable of of a lot more, um, so hopefully he can uh, yeah
0: pick his socks up over the next couple of weeks. Uh,
1: but yeah, pretty average on the day.
0: Uh, Braden Ham, he, he did get under the ground, mate, as you said earlier, um, after the injury sub, but uh, uh, didn't find the footy. In that minute and a half, I think he was only on the ground for 90 seconds, mate. Uh, by the time we got him on, and yeah, unfortunately, um, for Braden, he was the medical sub and um, didn't have any influence, so it's not much to say, mate. And, um, mm. that's where we're at with him. Um, strange one, just as a bit of a uh preamp there, mate, before we go to the next player, uh, Matt Guelphy, what has he done? Um, I'm surprised he couldn't get a game. Uh, or not even be the medical sub. Uh, mm. yeah, makes you
1: wonder. Well, it's disappointing whether he's already had the conversation with the club that he wants to go back west or, or whatever. Who knows? Um, which should be a, it a big loss for us. I think. Yeah, uh, you know, I think there's a real player in him. But uh, yeah, who knows what he's done behind closed doors?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, by all reports, he's a great clubman. You know, if he's had the honest conversation. Um, does want to go back home. And maybe Trucks, in the opinion of, well, I'll just give games to players that are going to be here. But um, that's, uh, that's the only thing I can put it to. But on effort, you would think he, would, he deserved a spot on the side. But um, time will tell if his paper's been stamped, mate, right? because um, yeah, if, if he doesn't get a game this week, uh, yeah, the alarm bells will be on because um, he, he surely has to come into the side... Uh, to play to the dogs. Um, Dylan Clark, first game back, right? mate. Um, you know, 13 disposals, five kicks, eight handballs, four marks, one tackle. Uh, Coming a trend, mate, all those one tackle games. Um, now, Dylan Clark is, a, is not the quickest guy. Like, he won't, um, he's not there to put a lot of pressure on, but he can find a footy in contests and went back and kicked that goal that he had a, a mar- after a mark. But, uh, yeah, like first game back, prepared uh, to uh, give him another run, mate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought he um, played quite well. Um, yeah, showed his um, you know good use of the body. Actually, seemed to use the ball fairly well. Um, yeah, actually, went at like about eighty-five uh, percent efficiency. Had five contested possessions, seven score involvements. So I think, um, yeah, for the um, opportunity you got you know playing in that area. I thought he played a fairly solid game. So, yeah, absolutely. I'd give him another run. Um, yeah. Um, and, and good on him for getting back after you know, spending you know, all year, basically, uh, on the sidelines with injury.
0: Yeah, it was a bad ankle injury, I think it was, a foot injury. And, yeah, he's been out for, as you say, a, a long period of time. So um, it's good that the club want to have a look at him before making a decision on his future so um, he's a very popular player uh, again within the group so um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of that at season end Will Snelling mate I considered him for votes uh, mm-hmm. He again he's another player that always works hard, 17 disposals 9 kicks, 8 handballs 3 marks, 3 tackles so um, his effort's always there and He's an effort-based player, and you know you got to take his hat off, uh, his hat off that, for that, because he certainly um, does a lot of the you know, hard stuff in the middle that sometimes isn't seen by the naked eye.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I consider him for votes as well, mate. Um, yeah, he he is um, that player. We seem to go through quite a lot uh, in terms of that link-up play, look. Like, uh, moving it from one end to the other, particularly going inside 50 because he's such a good user of the footy. Actually, had six inside 50s, um, yeah, four score involvements, um, and uh, yeah, one tackle inside 50. Um, so, uh, like, for me, um, I know he, he's just his decision making is a uh, you know, generally pretty spot on, uh, you know, finds, finds good spots, um. Yeah, and, and good choices when he's uh when he's disposing of the footy. So I thought he had a fairly solid game for us, mate. Uh,
0: so, yeah, wide on to win the Bulls and Alley. Sam Durham uh, you know, continued in the side. He didn't find a lot of the footy, but uh, his effort's always there, mate, and that's what I love about him. Uh, 11 disposals, six kicks, five handballs, one mark. And how many tackles, mate?
1: <laughs> he had the one tackle,
0: that's correct. So, um, yeah, like there was that chance he really, uh raced inside 50 and had a shot for gold. Unfortunately, he didn't make the distance, uh, but uh, yeah, I encourage him to keep going for those because uh, one time he'll you will nail that,
1: yeah, absolutely. Like, even though he only had the 11 disposals, I thought his impact on the game was was bigger than that. Um, and certainly when he did have a footy, um uh, you know, he, he does show a lot of composure uh, in how he's able to use it and um, who he kicks it to. I mean, it's not reflecting his disposal efficiency like he went at only uh, 63%. Um, but I mean, to have five score involvements, three intercept possessions, um, three inside 50s, uh, and four contested possessions, I, I thought he shows like a lot of promise in there. And um, yeah, throwing these, what, second game of footy. Um, no, I, I think he's showing uh, some really good signs, so yeah, good game from Sam Duran.
0: yeah, and then AMT. Uh, again, we, we both mentioned how quiet he was just the five disposals, four kicks, one handball, two marks, and how many tackles, mate? Yes, the one, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, now, obviously, we can see that he must be carrying something, uh, you know, it's just you know, we're not that good of a side we can carry players um, at the moment, mate. So um, I think it also says a lot about our stocks at uh, small forwards. Um, you know, Ned Carl hasn't come on probably as well as we'd like um, and it doesn't look like Tom Hurd's going to be giving it a run. Um, but our, our stocks for um, genuine small forwards is pretty low at the moment. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, I think well,
1: really, um, yeah, because it's, it's our makeup. I mean, last year we uh, commented quite a bit. The makeup of our is generally quite small, and we've got guys who could play that small forward role, playing, I suppose, more important roles for us uh, a little bit up the field. I mean, Will Snelling would be a candidate for that small forward role, but yeah, he's one we sort of play off of the forward flank um yeah you know, and even sometimes going through the middle uh dev smith is another uh, but apart from that uh, like those pure small um uh, attacking forwards uh, we don't uh, have a dearth of so um uh yeah i think but in any case like it's it seems pretty clear that he's uh yeah short of a gallop uh Tipinwood needs to freshen up a bit um, you know whether that's just to carry over from that huge knock he got um, going to that contest with Duda when we played Adelaide because he, he just since that game he doesn't seem to have um, been able to run with the same freedom um, I mean it was good that he kicked a goal but uh, yeah apart from that was largely ineffective and certainly hasn't been able to use that run that we know he's been using
0: uh, throughout the season because yeah, he, he had had a good season, I felt, like you know, he kicked 30-plus goals and um, it's just that something seems to be holding him back. Um, so you know, we missed that dynamic player that we know. Um, so let's hope that uh, he, he's he's right to go this week, mate, because um, if he's not, the club shouldn't be playing. They, they really, um, like I say, we, we need effort base, and just on all those players only having one tackle. One of the reasons for that, mate, is that, like I've said in the last few games, mate, sides have worked us out and that we, we guard space rather than our players, yeah. and um, you see so much transferring of the ball, like just short kicks, mm. um, and we can't put any defensive pressure on that. Um, so that's the next area of our game that we really need to, you know, really uh, you know get down to the bottom to bottom up sorry is just try and um, have when the side wants to play slow having a way to force turnovers uh, mm. because you know, it's almost predictable you can watch them transfer the ball from back line to forward line without us even being in the contest
1: mm. yep no, it's a good call, that mate. And no, it's it's disappointing when the clubs are able to pick us apart and um, yeah, just get so many uncontested marks uh, in succession. Uh, but as you say, that's a that's a big area of the game we'll have to work on over the preseason. All
0: right. Well, like so I guess the last things I say, mate, is that um, we know there'll be a couple of changes with the injuries that we have at the moment. Um, there's a report that. Several clubs are looking after, looking at um, Brendan Zirk-Thatcher. They think he's gettable. Is gettable. Um, but I think it would be a good opportunity to give him a game this week, mate. I'd like to see him play against the Bulldogs. Mm. Um, you know, I think the Bulldogs have got enough tools that we need to worry about. You know, with Bruce and Norton, um, you know, English can go forward. So, um yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Zirk-Thatcher gets a run. Um yeah, Jai Caldwell, mate, is apparently uh, over his injury. Yeah, uh, Now, having just seen Langford go down with her re-injuring in the hamstring, um, I predict I'll be pretty conservative with Jai because uh, he's had a number of hamstring injuries over his, the course of his career. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not sure if we'll roll the dice and, and roll him out this week. But um, hopefully before the end of the season, we'll see him uh, get another game in the red and black. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, love to see him out there, but as you say, mate, you've got to be cautious with that because, yeah, another hamstring injury. uh, would certainly, uh, yeah, knock him about quite a bit. Uh, I'm sure he's put in a mountain of work to at least get back to this level of fitness. So I guess we'll see what the selectors have got for us
0: in the week. And And we'll see the tale on Matt Guelphie, mate, if he doesn't get named... um, uh, I think there's a bit more to the story um, if he's not named this week. Um, and I guess Martin Gleason will be, uh, Marty Gleason will be hoping to get a recall if um, Heppel's out, because that's what happened last time. Mm. So these are the kind of players that we can draw on. Um, you know, but we'll wait and see for the side to be named. And and hopefully, you know, next Sunday against the Bulldogs, we can. Uh, try and beat one of those other top eight sides, well, top 11 sides, as you said, we've only won the one if it's the top 11. Um, uh, It'd be a strange feeling beating the top dog, but um, Mm. uh, why not have a go at it? And uh, yeah, I look forward to the game. Um, Maybe not after the game, but uh, (laughs) always uh, we live in hope, mate. So I guess till next week, uh, go Bombers.
1: Go Dons.